You're listening to Conversations with Kathy, podcast for women who are looking for a place filled with honest conversations, tangible takeaways, and new perspectives on life, love, and everything in between. And I'm your host, Katyan Roach. Let's jump right in. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. And today, you know, today, yeah, this day, <laughs> I am so happy to be chatting with Sarah Arginal. And Sarah's on a mission. She's on a mission to eradicate the burnout epidemic that's crushing working parents so that they can finally enjoy these precious years of their lives. Tell me, I, as a working parent, I know about that. Sarah believes that there's an epidemic of burnout culture in our modern society. And it's hitting working parents the hardest. An unprecedented number of professional moms and dads are overwhelmed and struggling to survive in just about every area of their lives, especially as we continue to struggle in the fallout of this global pandemic. Sarah is the founder of the Arginal Institute, host of the Working Parents Resource Podcast, and author of the best-selling book, The Whole Self Lifestyle for Working Parents, a practical four-step framework to defeat burnout and escape survival mode for good. When we chatted, Sarah shared how the birth of her son caused her to reevaluate her type A personality and focus on what was really important, parenting, family, self-care, and her relationship with others. Let's jump into our conversation. Where do we start? I know that one of the things that you mentioned to me was that you were, you felt as though you had this type A personality. It was all about your job. It was about work. It was about doing the things that you needed to do, I guess, to, to, to climb the corporate ladder, is it? And then your son came along. So tell me a little bit about your story. Let's start from yeah. the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my story started, I um, was always just a very ambitious person in general and in college and beyond. I was in the litigation field for about 20 years. I was in project management at global law firms. Um, so 24-7 around the clock work. There were emails at one in the morning. I'd get in early. I'd leave late. And I think just becoming a human being, you know, becoming an adult, understanding who I am in that environment really mm-hmm what I learned was that I was very efficient. Like for me, it was kind of a stimulating challenge. Like I have so much on my plate. How do I get it all done quickly? Yes. And it was kind of fun. You know, in my twenties, it was like, how do I knock all of this out? How, you know, what do I prioritize first to get through it all very quickly? And I had fun with it. I enjoyed it. And I was really, I really mentally enjoyed my job. I loved the team that I worked with. I loved Mm -hmm. the work that I was doing. All of that was really fun. And then even when I got married, my husband was in a similar field. We both kind of had that same drive and ambition in our careers, and there there was nothing else competing for our attention. You know, we both yeah. kind of understood for each other. You know, mm-hmm. hey, if you've got to go prioritize that, I get it. I, I can. I have to do the same thing sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So there was never any competing priority in that way. And then we had our first baby, and at the time we were living in the San Francisco area, we had a three-hour commute that we, you know, again wasn't a big deal before we had kids, but now yes. all of a sudden we had something to come home to and something to take care of after. We had a whole second shift that, yes. um, you know, started right when we got home. So we'd have to both kind of jet from work a lot earlier than we were used to just to get home in time to pick our son up from daycare before it mm-hmm. closed. Mm-hmm. And that just started that, you know, the first few months I was a working mom after I had gone back to work after maternity leave. I just understood, you know, before I had my baby, before I, you know, even the first couple of months I had my 
fun. I just kind of felt like, oh, I'm, I'm really good at time management. I'll yeah. be able to sort of just factor <laughs> my son into my schedule and it'll be meaningful and it'll be great. And when I'm with him, I'll be with him. And when I'm not with him, I'll be focusing on other things and it'll be fine. And mm-hmm. I learned very quickly that I just, I became a whole different human when I became a mom. And so a lot of these questions started to rise for me in terms of, okay, how do I configure all of this into one whole life that works for me and for my husband and for my baby, you know, for us as a family, all of these things and where I'm not, you know, falling down on the job at work there, they were used to a certain level of output for me. And so, you know, there was just, there were so many things that I had to reevaluate and I had to understand on different levels. And that all started when my son came into the world. Yeah, that you that you would have had to adjust because one of the things you mentioned is having two shifts. All of a sudden you have a work shift and when you get home, it's like the day starts all over. You know, yeah. I can totally relate. <laughs> I remember when I had my son, I swear to you, this is what I did. I would go home and I would go into my room and I would lay on the bed and I would count to 10. I gave myself 10 seconds to just get into the next shift. <laughs> Good for you. you Most know? people don't even do that. <laughs> no, exactly. It was just was crazy. Perfect. You know, it was just crazy. And I can totally relate to that. So what happened though, in terms of what did you see happening with your relationship with your son or with your husband that caused you to say, okay, this isn't really working? You know, I, I, I'm great, but um, not that great. <laughs> <You know? laughs> well, that was kind of the thing. I was in an environment and just, you know, I was surrounded by a lot of ambitious and very smart people, people who are used to being very capable in their lives. And so when I went back to work, my my initial instinct was, I've got this. I'm good. I can handle all of this. We're yeah. going to make this work. I'm going to figure it out. It was a very can-do attitude. It was a very, you know, it's like, I'm not going to complain about anything. I'm not Mm -hmm. even going to indicate that I'm struggling. I'm going to, you know, put on this facade at work that I've totally got everything together so that they don't question my commitment or my abilities or anything like that. And then at home, I'm just going to be there for my son as much as possible. And and what happened in that in that process was I lost my own like health and wellness. You know, I wasn't sleeping. I was there for my son all night. He needed to nurse all night because he didn't Mm -hmm. see me all day. So I didn't sleep at night. And then my husband and I really put our marriage on the back burner. We weren't talking about anything important or anything. It was just kind yes. of like hustling through the day for each of us and, and trading chores and who's going to handle this obligation right now and who's going to do that thing next. So there wasn't anything meaningful or fun. And so we started to bicker a lot. We both had kind of different parenting styles. So we had to navigate that. And so it just started like a lot of things in my life started to break down the, the important things, you know, the, the obligations were technically still getting met, mm-hmm. but it wasn't meaningful. It wasn't fulfilling. I was exhausted. And within a couple of months, I had sort of this breakdown moment. It was my husband and I had had our first date after our son was probably about six months old. So I'd been back at work for a couple of months. Yeah. And we had a wonderful date and it was perfect. And we sat outside and we had a glass of wine and had Mm -hmm. pizza and just talked for the first time in a long time. And it was wonderful. And we were getting ready to go back home, broke down in tears. And what I, what I had realized is that I needed to be honest. That was the first moment I was really honest with myself that this isn't going to work long term. You know, I might be able to keep this up for another week, two weeks. (laughs) I don't know how long. But overall, this is breaking me. It's breaking our marriage. It's breaking our family. My son's not happy. My workplace is, you know, they're like tolerating (laughs) some of these things at this point. So I, I just kind of realized like this is I have to face the reality that things have to change. 
And what was even more scary for me at the time was I had no idea what those things would be. I had no idea where to begin. I didn't Mm -hmm. know what that would look like then. I had had such clarity about myself and my life before that. And I kind of felt like I was wiping the slate clean and going, okay, where do we start? And in the midst of like, you know, mental health breakdown, plus sleep deprivation, plus like, you know, just not knowing what I was doing as a mother yet, all of those things kind of combined. It was a terrifying moment. And I also had to be honest with my husband about what I was going through. And that was scary too, because I kind of felt like I was changing the rules of the game on him midstream, you know? And so I, yeah, it was, it was a tough moment, but it was definitely, it was the moment I needed to make real changes in my life to, to start moving in a different direction. What did you start with? Because not knowing exactly where to start where did you find I your inspiration? I did what I always did. Yeah. <laughs> I did research. I, yeah. you know, all, all in my life, I'm like, what do I need to learn? Okay, I'm going to go out there and find somebody who knows how to do this and can teach me how to do it. Yeah. And then I'll do what they did and I will be fine. Everything will yeah. be great. We'll be back on track. <laughs> so I started doing research and I, I was not finding the sorts of solutions that I really needed. I found a lot of time management experts and books and articles and podcasts and things like that. I also found a lot of self-care advice. I talked to other moms and I got a lot of people's perspectives on what worked for them in different areas. But what I never found was any solution that really worked for me as somebody who really wanted to continue to thrive in my career. But I also wanted to be a really involved parent at home. I also really wanted to have a great marriage. I didn't, you know, I wanted to be a healthy person and both mentally, physically, emotionally, all of that. I never really found a resource for that. You know, it's like I found bits and pieces of all of it in all different places, but I never found like one source where I could go and be like, okay, this is the plan. This is how we're going to execute this. This is what we're going to do. So at the beginning, I was getting frustrated because I had never in my life had a situation where I couldn't like find a manual for it Mm -hmm. and then just apply somebody else's plan. Yeah. Um, So that was, that was hard for me. It was, I, I was starting, you know, it took me a little while, but I started to realize no one's going to be able to walk me through this one. You know, this, I have to start drawing from within for the source of my relief. Like you rightly said, most people say, well, I can't do it all. So I'm going to focus on being a, a better parent. So I'm going to quit the job. I'm going to quit the nine to five. I'm going to focus on my kids. What have you done to, to bring all of the pieces together? Because it sounds as though this is what you wanted to do. And this is what you've been able to accomplish to bring all those pieces together. How have you been able to do that? At some point, I was hearing a lot of advice. A lot of people were telling me, and a lot of experts, a lot of a lot of people were saying, there's no way to do this. Like that's what working moms, especially, but working parents in general, have to discover for themselves is that you have to make a choice. You have to decide which things are most important to you and you have to sacrifice the rest of it. Yeah. So if you want to be successful, sorry, you're just not going to be a, a big part of your kid's life or they're yeah. going to be in therapy or you're going to have to outsource <laughs> that to daycare or yeah. whatever. Yeah. If you want to be a good parent, then you're going to have to put passion or your career on the back burner for a while mm-hmm. and you're just going to have to focus on that. And I really, re- I rebelled against that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. no. I mean, first of all, I do think that we live in in here and where I'm in, in the States, I do think that there is a structure and there's a society that has been built with certain expectations in mind. And so I do think it's difficult, but at this point, 75%, I believe of families are working families, like dual income earners. Mm -hmm. And so to some degree, both parents are working. And so for me, I'm like, well, even if that used to be the case, it can't be this way anymore. You know, we need to find a way to make this work. And so for me, I started going through the process of finding my own little nuggets of advice that were working for me. And and a lot of what I had learned 
about how to be a successful parent or how to be a successful working parent, some of it would help and some of it wouldn't. And the things that didn't help uh, for a long time, I felt like I was the one doing it wrong. And so that I had to try harder or do it faster or, you know, tweak it a little bit so that it would fit. And I kind of kept banging my head against the wall in a lot of ways. Ultimately, what I realized was that a lot of the resources that I was trying to implement into my own life to create a life that I enjoyed for myself in all areas, not just career or not just parenting, not just Mm -hmm. marriage or whatever, in all areas, what I was doing was I was trying to apply other people's version of success or other people's solutions to my own unique complex problems in my life. And so I started to really flip things around and I started to look inside of myself first before I went out to look for solutions. And that was hard because I was kind of in like constant hustle mode. I was always going, I was always working. I always had demands kind of in my face that I had to deal with. Like I was reacting to everything, but my life had kind of become this fire drill, you know, that was always something Mm -hmm. always had to be handled. And so for me to like slow down really meant I did have to make choices. I had to simplify for a period of time. I had to cut some things out, but I learned that it was okay for me to cut out the things that I didn't like, you know, the things that were not fulfilling or the things that even if maybe they were meaningful, they were things that were really important to me in the past that in this season of my life with a newborn and a demanding job and a commute, those kinds of things. Okay. I have a certain amount of time that that has adjusted for me. I don't have as much time as I used to or Mm -hmm. energy or focus. So which things are going to be the things I put on the back burner for this season of my life. And when I was able to look at it that way, I realized what I had been saying yes to was a lot of just expectations, a lot of, you know, projects that maybe I had taken on at work that weren't that meaningful or weren't going to contribute to any sort of promotion or any sort of growth in my career that way. You know, I had a whole social circle of people that while I loved them, some people and some relationships were more important than others. And I was shortchanging the really important ones to keep in touch with all the other ones. Yeah, I really just started deciding for myself, what are my values? What are my goals? What do I want my life to look like today? Not maybe even necessarily in five or 10 years, but today, what do I want it to look like? And that started to guide me toward different decisions. And and the more I did that, the more I refined, the better off things were. <laughs> you know, the, the more I kind of started crafting this life where I do now have all of these things in a fulfilling way too. And that is fantastic. It's actually amazing because I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, okay, Give me a practical example. Now I can understand some of the projects at work and I can understand some of the relationship with some people who may be reaching out for stuff that you can now say no to. I don't have the time. I, I, I can't hang out like that or, or whatever it is. So I can say no. So if you were to share some sort of, I don't want to say a blueprint, but a practical example of what a parent can do or what a, a woman can do to start looking at her life and making these shifts or making these adjustments to getting herself back on track would be like a practical tip or practical example. Well, I guess two different ways to look at this. The first one is I had to really look at some of the psychological stuff that I was doing that was wasting time and energy. And a lot of that was things like, I believe I need to give everything of myself to be a valuable human, you know, to be a good mom or to be a good employee or whatever it was. I wouldn't set boundaries until I was way beyond burned out, you know? So I kind of had to learn to start giving myself a little extra slack. And instead of saying yes to everything that was sent to me, like, okay, I'm at about 70% now. Like I still have a little energy left, but instead of saying yes to five more commitments at work, 
I'm going to say, no, I'm no longer available now. You know, when I get through these other 70% of these commitments, I will then let you know when I come up for air. So it's just like gradually shifting how I thought about the things that I contributed to the world. That to me was the big piece of it was really understanding my identity and understanding some of the just some of the false beliefs that I had operated under for my whole life and started to realize that I could contribute a lot of different things. And I had a certain amount of resources available and it was a different amount of resources that were available before, but also Mm -hmm. things like my job could look different. I could do this work. Maybe I don't need to commute three hours a day to do it. You know, maybe we could move. Maybe I could work from home. Maybe I can get a different position that is still really meaningful and fulfilling, but doesn't demand all this extra stuff over here, all these extra expectations. Um, For me, I started a business and I started working on the side for many years and now it's my full-time business, but that gives me complete control over my schedule. So a lot of those very practical, just thinking outside the box and thinking outside of what we've always expected of ourselves or what we always have expected of the reality we live in. I really had to start questioning that and being really skeptical and, and asking myself, is there a different way? Could this look different? Asking and looking for inspiration from other people mm-hmm. and then starting to craft like what would look really good for me and how can I make tiny little steps toward that today? So that was, I mean, just in general, that was, that was kind of the trick for me in terms of adjusting my life in a way that started to work. But what I, I also, and we can go into this if you want, but the the framework that I help working parents yeah. go through right now mm-hmm. is really a process of looking at your life as a whole, because I think we've stopped doing that. You know, we've, we've really compartmentalized our life in so many ways. And we kind of think of balance as equal time spent in all of these different areas of our life, or yeah. at least equal amounts of energy and and focus on those things. Mm -hmm. And what I've learned is that it's all one big ecosystem. You know, it's like, if you're doing really well at work, that'll impact your marriage and that'll impact your time with your family. And that'll impact the amount of time you have with friends or other, Mm -hmm. you know, volunteer commitments or anything like that. And so I started stepping way, way, way back. And now I kind of go through this process of like zooming out in my life to see all the different areas and kind of get a pulse on what works for me right now and what's not want to improve, what could be going better, how could I make some shifts in this area to impact all of the other ones. I started to really like step back and get a big picture view of my life. And then once I have like a pretty good picture of what's happening right now in this moment in time, I'm giving myself also the freedom to completely focus on the things that really need my focus in each moment. So if this week is, you know, I'm launching a new product or something, I am focusing 100% on that. And I'm sorry, I'm not probably going to be around for dinner this week. Or like, (laughs) we're going to have to set up a date for a month from now or whatever, and we'll get back to each other. And allow that, not feel guilty about that, not second guess those decisions, not, you know, feel like I'm shortchanging anyone when I do focus on something else. But then I also know I have to pull back again and be like, okay, I've been focusing so much on work. Now is the time for me to start, you know, putting a little bit, investing a little bit more time and energy into my parenting or into my family or into myself. So keeping an eye on all of those things and also setting up kind of systems and and a way to live my life, a way to operate where I'm not, it's not like a dam that's breaking, you know, where, right. oh, it's sprung a leak over here. And so now I have to run over there and trying to fix that. But while I'm doing that, something else starts to break down. Mm-hmm. And, and then I have to go run over and fix that over there. Like that's that fire drill mode that I really wanted to get out of. So now I have kind of routines and systems in my life that are in place so that I'm not 
breaking other things when yeah. I go and focus in one area. Or yeah, another. because I hear a lot of what sounds like taking control of your life and in a really tangible way. You know, we like to say sometimes, well, I have to take control, but it's in a really tangible way of looking at these things. What can I do? What can't I do? What do I need to shed you? I also hear that you have to have that structure that you talked about. Can you share a little bit, a bit more about what that structure may look like? And, and is it that you need support? Let's say a woman doesn't have a, a husband or somebody else that can share the burden of child rearing. How does she build this support structure that can allow her to have more control or the type of control that you are talking about? Yeah. So I, I help people go through four specific steps. Um, this is a framework I've developed. It's called the whole self lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And the self, S-E-L-F, is an acronym for this four-step process. Mm-hmm. The first part of this process is, number one, doing kind of a system inventory, doing an inventory of your life, of all the different components or areas of your life, all the relationships, all the obligations, all the expectations, what gives you energy in your life, what motivates you, what your goals are, just really getting, a, again, that really big picture view and getting kind of that snapshot in time right now, understanding that for yourself now versus yeah. What you might have cared about six months ago or a year ago or t- 10 years ago or anything, just getting a really updated current view of who you are and what's going on in your life, all the circumstances, but also the stuff that's happening inside of you. You know, like, how do I feel about these relationships or how do I feel about my marriage or how do I feel about my job or my parenting or any of the other things? Mm-hmm. So just kind of getting information. You're just sort of observing and gathering data around the big picture view of your life. That's step one. That's that system inventory. The second step is E for evaluate. And that's where I help people, but you can, everybody can do this on their own where they just start asking really critical questions about like, okay, now when I look at all of these different areas, what's pulling my attention, you know, which area feels like it's sucking the life out of me Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) so that I'm not available for all these other areas of my life. What three areas might be sucking the life out of me? Is it household work? Is it, you know, my job? Is it my commute? Is it, I don't, you know, everybody kind of has something a little bit different. We all have different, you know, demands on our time. We all have different needs and circumstances and constraints. All of this is different for each and every one of us. So kind of getting a real clear understanding of what that is for each of us right now is important to know. Mm-hmm. And then also understanding for ourselves, like, which part do I really want to improve? Maybe it's okay that I don't have a ton of friends right now if I have a newborn at home, you know, maybe yes. it's okay that I'm focusing here instead of over there. But asking yourself, like, which parts do I actually, am I upset about? Which parts do I really want to fix? So that's number two is just sort of evaluating where you might spend some energy and time and maybe money or investing other resources to improve that area. The third step, that's L for list of solutions. Once you've kind of pinpointed like where should I focus first? Where should I begin improving my life? Once you have that, then I recommend helping people bring all different solutions and not just like, oh, I think I should improve my career situation, but really getting granular and really breaking it down into action oriented steps. What are things I could do? What are behaviors I could implement in my life to make changes in this particular area that I've identified that I want to improve? And what happens when we do that is we come up, A, we brainstorm. We're not choosing anything. We're not committing to anything. We're not taking other people's solutions and just kind of plugging them into our life, what we're doing is we're looking at what's a big, broad list of things that I could do do. Mm -hmm. so that we know we have a lot of options, right? And so then from there, we 
are, we can make an educated decision then from there. And, and part of that then is, yeah, if you are somebody who one of your constraints is you are a single parent, or maybe you're caring for an aging parent who's sick, or maybe you have twins at home and they're not sleeping through the night, or maybe yeah. you have a job where it's just busy and you're traveling all the time. You know, everybody, every one of us has different challenges. So whatever those are, this process allows you to then go out and find, you know, just kind of come up with a list of possible solutions, possible solutions for yes. us. Mm-hmm. for us, right? Not what everybody else thinks might work for us and is telling us, oh, just, you know, implement this and you'll be great. <laughs> like yeah. it's really a, a customized list of solutions for ourselves. Yeah. And then the fourth step is familiarize, F for familiarize. And what that is all about is actually implementing it because a lot of people this day and age, we have so much information at our fingertips and there's so much to consume that we kind of get stuck in this pattern of just consuming it and not actually implementing it. Or yeah. if we do implement it, we try it for a couple of days or a week or something like that. And then life gets busy again. We forget to keep doing it and it never really makes a lasting impact on our lives. Yeah. So it doesn't work right away. Right, <laughs> It definitely won't work. Right. Yeah, it doesn't work right away. We exactly. quit and we want to try something else. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you kind of decide this familiarizes like, how does this thing, you know, I've chosen this one or two things from my list of solutions to really go and and commit to and try for two weeks, three weeks, a month, give it a period of time. It's not mm-hmm. a day, you know, give it a yes. little time to work. But at the end of that period, you can look at it and say, is this helping? Do I feel a little better? If I do, okay, let me make it even more an integral part of my routine. If it's not working, it's okay to let that go because I have this whole other list of things that I can try. You know, I, I get to decide for myself what's working and what's not. Yeah. And if it worked for somebody else, that's amazing. That's great. But it may not work for me and I can yeah. try something different. But if yeah. it does work for me, there are so many resources out there in terms of integrating habits into our daily routine, things like that. And so you just commit to it and make it a part of your day. And the more you do this in all the different areas of your life, the more you're just constantly upgrading and up-leveling and improving your life, not only on in, in, in individual areas, but as a whole too. Because as we are more effective or as we're more fulfilled with different areas of our lives, the other areas are going to be positively impacted by that as well. I am all for action items. I am all for, for learning how and what I need to do. So everything that you've shared is just on point. So I will definitely ask you at this point to tell people where they can find you. I haven't done this on any of my other podcasts, but because you're just sharing so much so much actionable steps, I want someone to not have to go to the show notes or whatever to figure out. I want them to just hear, okay, they can go right now, <laughs> right here. And find Sarah and get more information. So, so tell me. <laughs> well, first of all, thank you so much. That's so nice. <laughs> so my hub, everything that I do, I have a podcast. I've just written a book that literally goes through this whole framework. Yes. But um, that's all at Arginal Institute. Um, that is where you can find free information. You can find resources and workbooks. I have a library full of guides that people can go through to start implementing some of this stuff as well. Um, my goal is really, I like, I don't believe that we need to exist in burnout um, yeah. as working parents, as single parents, as, you know, no parent, you know, just somebody who's yeah. training for half marathon, whatever it is. I don't think that burnout is a necessity in our life. I think that we can make choices and decisions. And I really want to help walk people through how to do that. Right. So that's arginalinstitute.com. Yes. Sarah, thank you so, so very much for spending time with me, for having this conversation with Kathy. And is there anything that you would just like to say to just wrap everything back up? 
I just, I love what you're doing. I love the message that you're putting out there. I mean, I think rediscovering ourselves, rediscovering who we are. I think it's not something we do once or twice in our lives. I think it's kind of an ongoing process and it can be scary because I think we want that certainty or that familiarity and learning and growing and changing really. I mean, the, the point of it is to feel uncertain. I would just encourage people to continue looking inside yourself for those answers. There's, there's information and resources out there you can leverage, but start from within first and then go from there. That's awesome advice. Thank you so, so much, Sarah. (laughs) Thank you for having me. This has been such a fun conversation. Thank you for listening to Conversations with Kathy. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe, rate and review. It helps others just like you to find the show. And if you want to connect with me, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Kathy Ann Roach or in my Facebook group, Conversations with Kathy, where we connect live, discuss the episodes and share tips for improving our lives. So until next time.